Victoria College is a public, open admission college. Our mission is to provide educational opportunities and services for our students and the communities we serve. For more information, please visit us at www.victoriacollege.com to schedule your tour. And welcome in to episode 77 of The Grid. I'm Gabe Myers, and alongside me, as usual, is Mike Foreman. And Mike, our uh, our basketball season, we can see the sun setting before our eyes. Uh, you know, all our girls teams are eliminated. We have a couple of boys teams, though, in the regional tournament this week. Goliad in 3A making a, somewhat of a surprise run to the 3A regional tournament. And Kennedy, I don't know if anyone saw yeah. that coming. Shout out, to the, shout out to the Kennedy Lions making the 2A regional tournament. Big win over Goldweight Tuesday night. And here we are, and Mike and I, Mike and I have spent a lot of time on the basketball courts over the last, you know, over the last couple of weeks. And Mike, you have been, you know, last couple of games, you've been following the Edna Cowboys. Went up to Seguin twice, two different gyms. Yeah. Watched them, uh, watched them win a kind of wild game, putting up ninety points, like yeah. forty in the fourth quarter, thirty <laughs> something in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Then watched them, you know, lose to one of the top ranked teams in three A, San Antonio Cole. Yeah, uh, that Lytle game was crazy. Uh, they they actually scored 38 in the fourth yeah. quarter, which is, uh, you know, if you look what against Cole, I believe they scored 43 in the game. So they scored almost as much in the fourth quarter against Lytle uh, as they did against Cole, but that kind of shows you how good Cole is. I mean, very impressive team. Uh, that point guard, James Livingston, uh he scored, I think it was 24 points, but it, it just his ability to break down the press and to get to the basket or get his teammates the ball was what really impressive. Uh, another good season for Edna. Uh, you know, they started late, obviously, because of football, but uh, they had a good year and uh, they just ran into Colin. Fortunately for them, for the third straight year, Cole has eliminated Edna. Yeah, and it's I watched Cole. They actually came down to the Mike Smith Classic and watched them against Victoria West and Victoria East. And it was the point guard Livingston you had mentioned. He can he can really play. He can really go. They got a couple of um, they got a couple of shooters. One kid in particular, can't remember the name. You had said he didn't you know he didn't even shoot the ball that much because they were yeah. just getting to the basket at will. But they got a kid who can really shoot the ball, and they're just a a well put together team and you got a, two really good guards in 3A basketball yeah. that can that that can be all she wrote and you know Cole for a few years now been one of the better teams in 3A and showing why again against Edna the uh, I went out to uh, Friday went out to Buda old Buda <laughs> Texas to go watch Shiner and Sh- Shiner versus San Saba and watching that you could see two things one San Saba's experience being being on that stage before, just kind of taking control of the moment, knowing what it was, and secondly, the ske- the difference in the level of competition in the schedule between what Shiner played for the last two months versus San Saba, because all teams in San Saba's district reached the regional quarterfinals, all playoff teams did, whereas Shiner Flatonia was, you know, a good quality yeah. team. But then there was a severe drop off after that, and it's when you don't kind of build up those calluses during the season, 
it can be hard. And I think for Shiner, there was a lot of firsts. They were trailing at halftime, trailing at the end of the first quarter, trailing going into the fourth quarter. Not things that happened a lot, although they did have a fourth quarter comeback win against Latonia earlier this season. But Shiner, you know, they had them physically. I mean, they had the size. They matched up with them well. They had the athleticism. But you could just see a, a difference in just the way San Saba played basketball and kind of how they're forced to play basketball if you want to be good in that district. And I think it's one of the, you know, you play a weaker schedule all year long, eventually it's going to, you know, come back and bite you. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, uh, that's been the case actually in, in that regional tournament, both boys and girls. Uh, we've had teams from uh, Shiner's district make it. And uh, usually – uh, they they face a pony either Mason San Saba someone to like that, uh, and uh, the Flatonia boys were able to pull through there the uh, the last year. But uh, you know it it's a tough go in that region. And I'll tell you, it was it's kind of the summary of the game for me was you know Shiner would you know San Saba took a lead pretty early in the game and it wasn't a blowout, but they you know they held on to it you know two, three-possession lead really throughout the game. And Shiner would make these runs. They'd be down nine and score score a few in a row, get it back to maybe a four, three-point game, San Saba three-pointer, boom, <laughs> back like lead balloons back up. And it just felt like that was the rhythm of the game is Morgan uh, Morgan Lenahan, and I want to give a shout-out to Callie Sevshit because she – the San Saba guards were really, really good. And it took, it took Sevshit about, you know, five, six minutes to kind of – get into the game and once she was in it she really you know became one of the best players on the floor in that game Lenahan as well I think she had 21 points I mean they they held they I mean they more than held their own but it was so Shiner they didn't have much of a problem scoring but the spacing and pace that San Saba played with and then also San Saba was willing to press them and willing to get into an up and down up-tempo game with them which I think so one, I think Shiner likes to play that way, but so many teams against Shiner this year because they're so big and so athletic. It's we got to slow them down. We can't, we can't run up and down the floor with them. So I think Shiner for so much of the season played against teams that were let's slow them down, let's slow them down, let's not let them use their athleticism. And Sava was like, hey, let's turn this into a track meet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a little bit of a shock when you haven't. Well, you haven't seen a team try to do that to you all year because they're usually trying to do the opposite. And so I, my thing, I thought San Saba was really good. Shiner is it, – it's disappointing for them. This is – you could argue the best season in school history for them, certainly the best season in a long time in girls' basketball for them. They are – you know, they lose. Riley Vancouver is going to be a big – is going to be a big loss for them. She did quite a bit. But they bring back Callie Sevchik. They bring back Morgan Lenahan, a couple of juniors. So it's, you know – the Lady Comanches are going to be right in the two-way basketball playoff hunt once again uh, going into 2025. Gosh, that sounds weird to say. Yeah. That, that's I'm still not used to it being 2024. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, it, I mean, basketball is winding down. Goal, Goliad is yeah. in. Goliad, you're, Mike, you're going back to Seguin. Yeah, I've uh, been making a few trips up there lately. Uh, Bert, Mike. So, you know, last week you had the 8 o'clock game, and I got it. And then you went on Tuesday. You can't go on Tuesday. Burnt bean barbecue, Mike. Three words. I don't know if I – we'll see if I get up there in time. But, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, uh, it's uh, 
We'll see Goliad, you know, they'll play Poth. Yeah. And I watch a little bit of Poth's game against uh, Marion. A good team, but not unbeatable by any stretch. So, uh, you know, we'll see. A lot of times you just never know uh, how a team is going to play when they get to that right. that level. Um, you know, Goliad hasn't been there for yeah. a while. So you'll have to see how they do. The other uh, – you know, Poth played there the other night, yeah. which may give them a little bit of an yeah. advantage. But uh, yeah, that's know. something. To, that's something to think about. You also just wonder, like, what? And I, I've said this a lot early in the season. You know, stylistic matchup is so much of oh, it. Oh yeah. Where it, so Goliad is, you know, they kind of got they got some length on the perimeter. Tenny Anderson, you know, uh-huh. or Dason and Adrian both play big roles yeah. for them. But they got, you know, a little bit of size, and you know, with Dason Tenny Anderson, a lot of athleticism uh-huh. with that size. So for Goliad, I think a lot of it comes down to the matchup. But go, you you look at that kind of regional there. It's uh, San Antonio Cole definitely feels like the yeah you it, it feels that. like them against the field a little yeah, bit. What I'm kind of wondering is uh, Marion didn't didn't really look like it had the ability to pressure Poth. Yeah. Even Poth would uh, maintained about it would go from like seven to eleven point lead. Yeah. You know, kind of stayed right there, and every time Marion would kind of get down to that range, Poth would push it up yeah. a little bit. But I never really saw Marion put extreme pressure on Poth, which if Goliad's able to do, they they could have some success with that. It's just, we're just going to have to see. Yeah, so Goliad, is, like, they got some perimeter size. They really – I mean, they're going to ugly the game up a little bit. Yeah. And actually, you know, between Rosenquist and – Colby Rosenquist and Grant Windham, they got a couple of, a couple of guards who can actually shoot the ball a little bit and – stretch of defense but they are they're you know defense more defensive oriented they're gonna ugly the game up a little bit i i wouldn't expect this to be an especially high yeah. scoring game now london cole the, yeah. the second leg of that double header you know we were joking kind of before we started recording here that you know a halftime score in that one yeah. might be a final and goliad in uh yeah and goliad and post just i think i think those two games are gonna look very differently so that's i mean it's how you know, go, I, Poth is, you know, beatable, but also probably the best team Goliad's played since playing Aransas Pass and yeah. uh, in district play. So uh-huh. it is just going to be a kind of a what do you have on what do you have on this night kind of deal. Yeah, I th- I think that's true, and I think you know uh, I've seen uh, I've seen I saw Goliad play last year against Carn City, and uh, Colby Rosenquist was hot that yeah. game. When he gets hot, he can shoot. And uh, that's what they need. Yeah. They need one, him or uh, Wyndham to get hot yeah. and put some uh, pressure on Poth. And how, how is Poth, like, what's what's their size? What's their front They're, court they're decent like? size, but they're not overwhelming yeah. size. You know, they don't – I don't think they have a 6'8 post or anything right. like that. They've got – and they're, they're good size. They look – Kind of look like football players yeah. on the basketball court, right. which, well, given their football program, well, is and that's what a lot of Goliads got yeah. their football players on the basketball so, court. Uh, yeah, that, you, you could definitely notice that. Uh, so you know, we'll see. I guess you know. Yeah, I, I anticipate a low. I, I anticipate kind of a low scoring one, but again, I think with low scoring games, it's going to stay close throughout, and one. You know, eight oh ten oh spurt and kind of win you the ball yes, game in a game it like that. Could be, so. and uh, you know, and then flipping over to Kennedy, uh, 
you know, they play Thrall, I believe. Yeah. Kennedy finished second in the, its district uh, to Porter Rancis. And that's the uh, same thing with Goliad. They finished second to a Rancis pass. Yeah, yeah so uh, who knows, you know. this. You, you kind of feel like these teams are just, uh, you know, enjoying the ride, right. so to speak. I mean, not a lot of pressure on yeah. them because, heck, maybe nobody expected yeah. them to be here. So, uh you know they're kind of playing free and easy. If if what the information I have is true, uh, someone sent me a message saying that this is Kennedy's first appearance at the regional tournament uh, in basketball. If that's the case, then obviously I mean they're they're really uh, and they've had you know they had a kind of a down year in football because uh, they're very well. They young, were so young, young, but uh, you know they're they're expected to do well in baseball. So uh, we'll kind of see, you know, how how this works. Yeah, and a lot of these young kids, you know, through a lot of those young kids played baseball last year, and you know, played football this year. So you got that game experience, and maybe not expected to be here, Goliath and Kennedy both. You know, you kind of just play with the freedom. You can smile a little yeah. bit walking into the gym, like, let's hey, see. all right, let's let's, let's roll the balls out and play. Yeah, let's see how this thing how, how this thing works. So. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So it'll be it'll be a fun weekend. Our you know, yeah, as the sun's starting to set, you know, we'll see if we can. You know, Mike, I think you went to state for the first time last. Yeah, year. I was like, I never forget. I walked in there and I was like, you know, that's the first time I'd been to the Alamo Dome because. Uh, Wait, are you serious? No, I meant oh, for the state basketball okay, tournament. Okay. And I walked in there, and I mean, because the previous time I'd been to state basketball was in Austin. That's right. So I walked in. I was kind of looking around, and David Hinojosa from the Express News says, "Hey, we got to get a shot of this. You know, a rare appearance at the state <laughs> basketball tournament." But you know, so Goliad and. Uh, Kennedy are the last uh, last survivors to last, make it last, this so, year. Hey, Ken, for Kennedy, for, from Kennedy to the Alamo Dome is not a long drive. No, it isn't. <laughs> and really, Goliad to the Alamo Dome is not that long either. That's not so. a long drive either. But we'll see. Uh, you know, while we've got this going on, of course, we have uh, – let's talk a little bit about baseball and softball cranking up uh, yeah. with the VISD, VISD tournament. tournament this weekend. We talked a lot about this one, and that's because we got about a 1,000 local teams <laughs> playing in the VISD tournament. Obviously, I'm being a little facetious there, but we do have Ganado, St. Joseph, Victoria West, Bay City, Beeville, Victoria East, Calhoun. So, this, you know, a lot of local teams playing this weekend. You also got Rockport Fulton coming in, Orange Grove, Cibolo Steel, uh, C.E. King out of Houston. So this is, I mean, you're in Laporte, another team kind of from the greater Houston area. That's actually neck of the woods where my mom lives a little bit. So this is, you know, I'm going to watch a lot of softball this weekend, All you know, all things permitting. And I'm interested to see, one, it's first for Wes – Zoe Miranda, first-year head coach. Curious to see how they look. They, have, they got some experience on the team. So there's – well, it's a first-year head coach, first year with the program. There is some expectations with them. East, are they going to be able to make a jump? They beat West for the first time in a while last year. So can they kind of carry that into this season? Can they make a jump? Ganado is supposed to be an outstanding freshman class. They got some girls back from last season. Really looking forward to seeing them. And, you know, Bay City is supposed, you know, supposed to be a decent program as well. Oh, and I, can't, I have to mention St. Joseph has made it to the state tournament last year. They actually beat West in the school season opener 
this season. So it, this is going to be for St. Joe. This is the kind of test that they want is playing. Hey, let's play some public schools. Let's play the, you know, some five A's here. It's, uh, I think Laporte, Laporte's a five A or six A. And then, Hey, Ganado is one of the better, you know, two A teams in the state. Let's go against them as well. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how St. Joseph holds up and do, you know, I imagine we'll see some different pitchers. Than them. I know Abby Contu can pitch for them. Yeah. Do they have anyone behind her and how does their lineup translate? So this should be, you know, it should be a competitive weekend of softball, you know, kicks off tomorrow, uh, tomorrow being a Thursday. Yeah. I mean, this is what you want to see early on. You know, a lot of this, the coaches uh, gives them an opportunity to, to try people like try pitchers, uh, try people at certain positions, kind of uh, get get a chance to see what works, what doesn't work, and uh, of course, once you go into district, you you know you experimenting's over. You got to win those games. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm curious to see the different the different pitching. We kind of see it, you know. The East baseball coach West Coley sends up his, sends in his box scores, and we can see just the different pitching he's kind of working through right now. They got quite a, they got quite a few arms, and they you know while it's great to have that many arms, you do have to kind of whittle it down by the time district starts. And like, okay, these are the three or four we really trust. And for softball, it's even less than that. You might only go with you. Yeah. You know, it's couple, there, one or two, maybe there, three. There's very few. Hallettsville has probably the best pitching depth in the region. They have three. They have three pitchers they really, really like. But that's rare in softball. You know, a lot of teams will ride just that they have one. You know, Reagan oh, yeah. Wick last year with Weimer. You just kind of ride her now. Not everyone has a Reagan Wick because yeah. there aren't very many of her. But it is that's kind of what happens softball. So I'm, I am curious to see. I think we're going to see some different pitchers, and I think the competition. I don't know a ton about obviously the out of area schools. Both the schools in the area, it should be a pretty even playing field, and it, there's teams with excitement and questions around them. So it, you know, it should be a fun weekend of softball. And speaking of softball, we we have to mention that Shiner and Weimer played last night. Shiner wins that one four to three, and that was that was one that was interesting because so many of those Shiner girls, Riley Van Cur- yeah. Van Cur- Addie Siegel. They were starting, not just playing, starting for the Shiner basketball team Friday night in Buda, and then you know one maybe two days of practice, and then they go play a softball game against a defending state champion. So, that, <laughs> yeah, that I was interested in that because uh, I ran into uh, Roger Moppin, the Weimer coach, uh, actually as I was on the way up to uh, see Edna play on Friday. They had been at Wimberley. And uh, where do we run in? Bucky's, of course. But uh, I asked Roger how it was going. He said they were struggling, which is about to be expected. I mean, uh, you know, they graduated quite a few people. And not only that, that Wimberley tournament, I'm sure they were playing bigger schools. Right. So uh, Yeah, Wimberley's a 4A. That's not yeah. a small. And, uh, he, you know, he said that it's going to be a while. And, you know, I, I know. So both of them probably there's – they probably neither one of them played their best game, but to see that it was competitive is uh, that's encouraging because uh, that means that district is going to be just like we thought it was. Yeah. So that and again, Ganado's a team we'll get a chance to see this weekend. So it'll be um, it, it'll be exciting to see just how you know how good Ganado is and shoot can can they get a couple of wins over some 4A 5A competition and yeah. kind of really set that district on fire before we we really even get started in the district season but 
Mike, I've one of the things I've learned about you is that you uh, you really enjoy being out at track and field. <laughs> you really, really enjoy it. And you've, you've spent a good amount of time out on the track already, and you're going to spend a lot more. Well, uh, I will say this. I do enjoy it, but there are some meets that seem to drag on and on, and that's not the most enjoyable. But, you know, we're early in the season, but we're kicking up this week. I mean, we have four area meets uh, three of them Thursday, one of them Saturday. Uh, we have Yoakum, Rice, and uh, Woodsboro going Thursday, and then, of course, Goliad on Saturday. And then next week, I know the uh, Jack Adcock Gobbler Relays will be run on Thursday. So uh, it's cranking up. Uh, it's hard to say. You just kind of look for things early in the year. Uh, anybody stands out. Uh, if you see maybe a freshman that'll pop up, you know, that's doing really well. Uh, right now, though, it's basically getting in shape and staying healthy is the most important thing because you have to be healthy come, you know, April, May when you run those big meets. That's the key. I mean, I, I've seen some things like uh, I think uh, – they had Ernest Campbell run a 400 at the GP meet, and I believe uh, I've only, I think, seen one time better than his so far. That's not even his race, so uh, pretty amazing. Uh, well, breaking news, Ernest Campbell's fast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, he can, he can run. And uh, So I'm interested to see kind of like this week I'll, I'll be at Yoakum, uh, we have East and West at Yoakum, so I'm kind of curious to see what that is because I know when Charlie Reeve took over at East, one of his priorities was building that track program. So we'll see how the East is coming along. Yeah, and it's, you know, East had you know East had some. I just go back to football. East had some speed on the football field, and I go back to Victoria West. I thought you know, yeah. Now they ran the ball a lot with Montgomery, but their speed at wide receiver was not the yeah. was not the issue. I think of a guy like Jarrett Swanson who really came on late in the year, and he he's probably fast on the track as well. Yeah, we're gonna see. Uh, you know, like I said, we're gonna see early on what what's happening. Uh, but, like, I think early on, the main thing, like I said, is just uh, staying healthy. That's the most important thing. Because track is one of those things, it's what you do on that day. Yeah. Nothing else matters. I mean, you may have the fastest time, but if you don't perform on that day, it, it doesn't matter. So. Uh, yeah, on that day. So it's. Yeah, that's something I've learned. I did not realize that we talk about, okay, what are we going to cover? How are we going to map out the week? You know, it's just the two of us. So we got to, you know, we got to kind of budget our time a little bit here. And it's, you know, you start listing off all these track meets. And I want to hit this. I want to hit that. I'm yeah. like, man, you're just yeah, you're I trying know. to get everywhere. I know. I'd love to to go to Goliad Saturday. But here again, what's going to happen? Goliad could be split. Yeah. You know, if Goliad wins on Friday, they'll play a final on yeah. Saturday. And so, well, and even then, you mentioned the goalie, like those kids who played basketball on Friday. They're not oh, going on the no, track on not Saturday. Gonna, no, no way they'll be in the track. So, and then uh, you know we talked about baseball also Saturday. Uh, UHV is uh, retiring the number of Terry Poole, his uniform. Uh, of course, he took the program from its inception until uh, Jonathan Stavanova took over last year after Terry retired. Uh, 
much deserved honor for Terry Pula, who who was inducted into the Astros Hall of Fame yeah. recently. So uh, that'll be going on too. So uh, you know, there's no shortage of sports for people to uh, get out and attend this weekend. No, not this week. And we, I said it a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, the equinox, where we kind of have the yeah. the winter sports concluding, along with the the spring sports beginning and. While some of the, you know, like, you know, wrestling is over at this point. For us, girls' basketball is over, but we still got boys' basketball. We still, you know, baseball, softball, soccer. I was at East West Soccer last night. The, uh, man, I tell you, the West boys, I think, I think they have a chance to, to make, to to really make a postseason run. Their striker, Brandon Garay, he is, he he's one of the better players. He's probably the best player I've seen since on the pitch since I've been here. And I mean, he's a guy who really uh, actually Adrian Rigby in attendance for that one last night. Oh, really? Like, he was checking it out, check, huh? checking checking him out. Well, you know, we'll see how that goes. But I mean, Brandon has he has colleg- he has opportunities to play collegiately and. You even if you don't know soccer, you watch him for ten minutes. You'll figure out, yeah, that yeah. kid's the, he's the one. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, just a lot going on right now, and even like we talk about today, I was uh, in Ganado, yeah. you know, to see uh, uh, Dylan Holt. Dylan Holtz, uh, you know, is headed to Howard Payne. Yeah. So those things are going to keep popping up because. Uh, a lot of the Division three schools and smaller schools are kind of, you know, they kind of wait and yeah. see. You know, know, East is having their big signing day a, a Wednesday. week from now, March yeah. 6th. St. Joseph do it the same, same day. day. So it's, yeah, uh, it's a lot going on. So uh, it's a busy time of year. And uh, when you're two people, one, yeah. thing, one thing we've learned is you can't clone yourself. No. So you can – you can and, be and a, Mike has tried. Yeah, I've tried. <laughs> but you can't be more than one place at one time. So, uh, yeah, that's we're doing our best, and uh, well, that's all we can do, I guess, and just try to keep keep coming. Now, we do have one thing to add. All you basketball coaches. Yeah, yeah you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to go there. <laughs> we need your all-area nominations. Uh, all but two of you now are through. So uh, we know you're out there. Just please email them. It's real simple. All you need is a player's name, their grade classification, and their statistics. That's all you need. Send it to us because we'll make the same guarantee we made in football and we made in volleyball. If you send us a nomination, they'll get at least honorable mention. So if you want your kids honored, just send them to sports at vicad.com, and uh, we'll take care of that. Yeah, coaches, get those in. We're wrapping up the basketball season now, so while we baseball, softball, track, we focus on all that. We got to focus on all area basketball as well. So make make our lives easier and allow us to to not you know to recognize some of the the good athletes in this area. I think that just about does it for us on episode 77 of The Grid. That's right. We'll be back next week. Uh, we'll find out what happened in basketball. Yeah. And uh, Does Mike go to Burnt Bean Barbecue State? And, and we'll also, uh, <laughs> I believe next week is VISD Baseball VIC, Tournament. VISD Baseball So week. we've got a lot going on coming up. Yeah. No, no shortage of sports from now until June. 
<laughs> Pretty much so. Yeah. <laughs> For now, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you back here next week.